Hello and welcome to No Direction's official PaizoCon 2019 seminar coverage in partnership with Paizo. Our coverage would not be possible without the help of our con staff, Paizo, and our patrons. Find more seminar recordings at nodirectionpodcast.com. <laughs> some of the things you don't see, and we'll, we'll talk about some of that uh, a little later. There's uh, a reason Dan is laughing just a little maniacally right now. All right, you ready to go? Single tear. Are we, are we live now? <laughs> we are! Oh, hey! <laughs> oh, just like all of our other Paizo streams, starting in the middle of a sentence. Uh, <laughs> hello, everyone, and welcome to the PaizoCon 2019 live session of the Oblivion Oath. Woo. I am Woo. your host. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. We need a canned laughter button. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we are playing today in front of a live studio audience. Uh, and uh, today what we're going to be doing is we're going to do a short little session. And, uh, and then after that, we're going to open it up to uh, Q&A for folks who are in the room and for folks who are out there in Twitch. So uh, uh, stay tuned, folks. We're going we're gonna to have some fun. Uh, I want to note, uh, for those of you who are, who've been watching Oblivion Oath, who are maybe all caught up, maybe you're not all caught up, you don't have to worry about it. This episode is occurring in the past, not <laughs> the present, not the future, which is really quite good because, uh, as you've heard in our recent uh, broadcasts, we are currently on kind of a weird break. We pre-recorded oh. a number of episodes, and in fact, we have recorded more episodes than you have seen. So if we were going to do a live session here at the show, it would be a thing that would have no context for any of you. And we couldn't broadcast it. So but it, but it's okay, because classically speaking, everyone loves prequels. There That's are no right. famous, badly That's, received prequels. Yeah. So. Wait until I start adding CGI characters. Oh my God. <laughs> he said, hey, Pickle's gonna die? <laughs> oh, don't, don't go there. All right, so uh, I think uh, we are all ready to get started here. Uh, our narrative today uh, opens up in the town of Volumus. That's right, we're back before uh, four brave heroes got on the sleepy sea cat. So the, the sea cat is not sleeping yet. It is not, it is not sleeping with the fishes yet. <laughs> is it, is it spoiler, drowsy? Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, so uh, this is uh, that morning in Volumus. The first person I'm going to start with is Quundle. Quundle, you are waking up under a bridge. Is there a troll? There is not a troll. <laughs> uh, there is a goblin, a though. <laughs> Where? <laughs> uh, in fact, there are a handful of goblins sleeping underneath this particular bridge. The, oh. the goblins in Volumus, uh, there's, there's, there's a small population. Uh, many of them live in houses and live ordinary lives, but you're a traveler here. And you had a, a, a terrifying dream last night that... that led you to think that you saw a great deal of flames over the city of Volumus, and it doesn't feel safe here anymore, and you're thinking it's time to go. I'll shake the goblin nearest me. We should go. I'm still sleeping. Someone's going to destroy the city. We should go. Well, they said that last week. <laughs> and if they destroy the city next week, it'll still have been true. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, All right, I'm sorry, I forgot I was dealing with. We should go. People are going to try and make you read things. Ah! <laughs> uh, the goblins all kind of perk, all their ears kind of perk up, and they're like, what? 
No, there are, there are people wandering around with placards and they show them to you and tell you what they say and if you know what you say is when you see it, then you're reading it. It's dangerous. We should flee. <laughs> Come on, we should go. Good, everyone out. Come on, let's find a way out of the city. Um, so the, uh, the, the goblins, and, and you're not like related to these goblins mm. or anything like that. These are just goblins who are in the city who ended up kind of bunking with. Which is why they're not trying to kill me. Yeah, no, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Um, they do look at you funny because you are strangely cute for a goblin and your eyes are kind of creep them out. But on the whole, whatever. <laughs> One of them is missing an ear entirely and, uh, you know, so they're, 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 they're a downtrodden lot down here. Um, and uh, you begin uh, casting about to look for ways to get out of the city. I suddenly just realized he could be like, yep, we just walk south. And now I'm like, oh, it's a time paradox now. No, no, no. The city's going to burn. Quindle wants to leave by water. He feels oh, that's a good moved yeah, to yeah. leave by water to be safe from the yeah, fire. No, that's, that's a good call. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah no, th thanks for that. Uh, so uh, you, uh, you, you go with the goblins down to the docks. And uh, there is uh, a uh, dwarf there selling tickets to a barge that's about to leave this afternoon. Uh, and uh, he's, don't feel bad for him, he's a dwarf. Uh, no, uh, and, uh, and you make your way up to him and he's like, I'm nearly out of tickets. What do you want? A, a, a ticket? <laughs> What's your name? Quundle, white right. mane. I'll, I'll pay full price for a ticket, but I'm small, so I won't take up much room. Aw, <laughs> callback joke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he goes, very well, I'll write you down. I'm first mate, Pemrel Kremp. Here's your ticket. I'll take the ticket. Yeah. And uh, you uh, you kind of walk away, and the next goblin comes up in line, and he's like, we're all sold out. <laughs> and the other goblins all look at you. You should all walk south. <laughs> Good idea. I saw someone with a signboard. We better go quick. It's, it's cheaper. All right. So, uh, so Quindle, you're 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 now kind of loitering in the dock area. There's a fishmonger there uh, who's selling. What looks like yesterday's catch is kind of smelling up the place, but the docks are slowly getting full. Is he selling all the fish, or is he chopping the heads off and selling the rest? He's well, he's chopping the heads off and selling the rest. Yeah. So I mean, what's he doing with the heads? Oh, they're in a bucket next to next to. How much for the bucket of fish heads? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you go up to the the surly uh, the surly fishmonger, and this is kind of a swarthy guy in a dirty, dirty apron uh, covered in fish guts and blood and he just kind of wipes off his hands and you're like, how much for the head? He's like, uh, uh, a copper. I give him a copper. All right, he hands you a whole bucket of fish heads. <laughs> I go running after the other goblins. Okay. Guys? Yeah, they're like, guys. What? what? And they, they all have their bindles and they're walking south. Okay, it's one fish head per bindle. Come on. All right. <laughs> You'll need food. All right, so you, you begin Aww. distributing them. Next up. Karina. Yes. You arrived in uh, Volumus only a few days ago mm -hmm. and have been staying at an inn uh, with what meager coins you have left. Uh, and just a few days ago, you bought passage to finally leave the city. And you're waking up uh, that morning, uh, and it's the day of the journey. Uh, the inn itself is a. Um, 
rundown place. It was what you could afford. The, the nicer inns uh, towards the center of town uh, were outside your price range. So this one has, uh, you're on kind of, you wake up and you're on a really lousy bed with a, a kind of a, a straw mat that's really lumpy and uh, your door's lock was really just a rope uh, that you that was nailed to the wall that you would tie around it's, the door. It's the worst place you've ever slept up to this point <laughs> in your history. <laughs> it, it could never be worse than this. You can't imagine. No. There is no way you could ever end up staying in an establishment that is worse than this. It's impossible. <laughs> What was that? What has my life become? Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Well, fortunately, you have your ticket to uh, to a barge called the Sleepy Sea Cat that you bought just uh, two days ago. And uh, you know that that boat is planning on leaving today from the docks. Uh, well, I think I... What, like, what time is it supposed to leave? Uh, it's supposed to leave in the afternoon. And what time is it now? Uh, it's it's probably uh, I don't know is is Karina Karina's kind of a staying probably, up late so um, well, she's but, probably a morning person. Well, we we, we established that you 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 stay up late on mm -hmm. the on the boat. So I'm wagering that you're a little bit more of a night owl, but it, it's, it's up to you. I don't know. Um, well, let's let's just say it's like it's like nine in the morning. Or okay. Something. Yeah. Um, are there any places that dedicated to phrasma around? That I could visit Riley? in Volumus, yeah, sure. Um, there, there's at least a small shrine, uh, probably uh, out near the graveyard. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's definitely a place where there would be a, a shrine to Phrasma. Would be out near where you know they hold funeral services. And yeah, stuff. I think uh, Karina would probably head out that direction and maybe pick up some food on the way, street food. Sure. Grab a snack on the way. All right, so you gather up uh, what belongings you mm -hmm. have. You have so few meager belongings. You put them in your pack. They will surely be safe there. And uh, truly, <laughs> and uh, you make your way through the city, and you find a, uh, a street vendor selling uh, uh, lamb on on lamb kebabs on a stick. That uh, you pick up a, a pair of those, and they're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well seasoned, <laughs> they're they're really quite good, and uh, and yeah, no, mm, delicious, delicious. You cooked. couldn't mistake the flavor for anything else. Yeah, <laughs> cooked fresh this morning, just the right amount of salt. It, it, they're great, and uh, you're truly at peace. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing I realized is that we have to be careful because we've we've done things that none right, of them right, have right. seen. So we we have to be careful about. So when where we, we all start laughing and nobody else gets. I think we're we're past this. We're, we're good so yeah. far. Yeah, we're, we're good so far. Very important. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, uh, you make your way to the shrine of Phrasma, and there um, there is a uh, an elderly uh, priestess tending the, the chapel, and in the middle there is a body that is being prepared for burial probably later on that day. It looks like, um, unfortunately, it looks like uh, the body, the, the person died in a fire, mm. and the body is in pretty bad shape. Um, and uh, the, the, the priestess is gently uh, taking a cloth and wiping away the soot and the burns and wrapping up the burnt arm uh, in linen, so that it's 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 more respectable. Sure. Uh, well, I think Karina 
since she has a few hours to spare, uh, might offer to help and see. I mean, we had kind of known there were some suspicious fires in the in the area, so yeah. maybe see if mm. there's any information that I could get from the uh, caretaker. All right. So you begin uh, uh, helping the caretaker, and she sees your holy symbol, and she says, uh, um, "Blessings of Phrasma upon you, sister." Uh, Yes, you may, of course, help. I would, I would appreciate it. Uh, this poor soul died just yesterday, uh, on its way to its just reward in our in our in our lady's embrace. Um, and uh, and she begins talking to you about how uh, the fires in the city. Um, it's it's you know late summer, so it, it's already very hot in Volumus. Volumus is it is a port town, and that helps. But the heat has just been rolling off the, the mainland, and it is it is sweltering in the city, and these fires have been sparking up everywhere. And um, uh, she kind of says, you know, it is it is quite odd. They keep happening in, in warehouses and things on the outskirts of town. Hmm. Um, it, it almost seems too common in, in certain districts to be pure chance. Um, so I'll get back to you. Okay. <laughs> today is the day. Okay. The day the two of you have been planning in quiet for weeks now. Um, for you, Micah, your day started out uh, very early with your master uh, demanding that you uh, empty his uh, bedpan and clean up his room. Uh, as he was getting dressed, his <laughs> you've seen way too much of this bony old man, and uh, he's uh, he's getting dressed and preparing to go meet one of his uh, former students, as he does every week on this day, mm -hmm. uh, meaning that you know he's going to be gone the mm -hmm. entire morning. Mm -hmm. A critical detail. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, so he looks at you with kind of a sneer and is just like. Yes, and make sure to get it all this time. It, uh, you left some in the bedpan yesterday. Uh, I'm, of course, I'm sorry. Uh, and he kind of grabs his staff uh, with his gnarled bony fingers, and uh, he's already uh, finished preparing his spells for the morning, and he, he puts his spell book on the table and leaves. Okay. I kind of do a little bit of cleaning and tidying and... I'm going to look out the window and just make sure I see him leave. Halfway down the street, you see the, the, the old, gnarled man as he makes his way down the road. You see him uh, uh, pass, a, there's like a beggar child, and he kind of knocks at the kid with his staff and continues on his way. Rude. Um, okay, well, knowing that no one else is in the room, I'm going to kind of slip the book off of the table and hoist it under my arm and head down to meet Zell. Alright. So you steal his spell book and leave. I do that. <laughs> Another way of saying it. That's the thing oh. that I do. I just put it under my arm. Maybe I'm polishing it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't seem safe there anymore, so I liberated it. Yes. <laughs> Zell. Yes. You wake up in the uh, the back room of the kind of flop house that you share with you and your brother, Vis. Mm. Um, 
This has been awake for hours now, uh, and he just came back in. You were woke up by him slamming the door shut. Oh, great. And uh, he uh, looks at you and uh, he says, Get up! Change of plans today. No. What's the change of plans? I was just out talking to the bone men and they've got us a, a tasty score. Terrific. That's great. Uh, do we have to really keep dealing with them? I... Listen, if you can find a better way to get all the bones we need, no. you let me know. <laughs> I'm still looking I mean, into if it. if you want to go raid the graveyard, that's fine. No, but they've got a good shipment coming in, and we need to go unpack it. It's going to take all afternoon. Oh. You know that the barge leaves this afternoon. All afternoon? Really? Okay. Um, I'll, I'll meet you there. Let me just get my stuff together. He's like, he kind of looks at you. Well, I mean, we could just go together. I, 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 we can wait. Um, I have a dress on order, and I need to pick it up. And it has been quite rare. It's a rare dress, rare materials. I, I need to pick up this dress. I'll be there, I promise. How many times do I have to tell you those those pants and those dresses look ridiculous on you? Oh, <laughs> I think they look that. Okay, sure. <laughs> well, whatever. Um, <laughs> he's like, okay, go get your dress and then meet me uh, out near the cemetery. Out near the cemetery. Got it. I will definitely not be late. Very good. Yes. Uh, and he uh, he turns around. His sinuous tail uh, is the last thing you see. Leave I the leave. door. All right. <laughs> I will quickly gather my stuff together and uh, try and sneak out the front, if possible. <laughs> all right. Uh, so you gather up all your stuff and make your way uh, to the alley rendezvous spot that you and Micah arranged for this morning. And uh, when you arrive, you find Micah is already there. Oh, sorry, I'm late. It's okay. Uh, he left. I th he said he'd be gone for a long time, so we've got time to go. My brother wanted me to help with the bone men and getting more bones for this whole thing they're doing together. So, yeah, yeah let's get out of here. Yeah, that's why we're leaving, so yeah. we should do that. Did you take his spell book? Maybe. Oh. <laughs> do, you, do you know how to use it? Uh, a little bit. <sighs> Sounds good. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> All right. It'll be fine. <laughs> fine. The two of you quickly move off, making your way toward the docks. Back over here. Uh, you <laughs> shies away from my attentions. Um, you uh, um, are. Uh, You've given out fish heads Good. to the to the goblins, and uh, now you're just able to kind of take it easy and relax. The boat isn't leaving for a few hours. You don't really have anything you need to do. Um, uh, you notice that there's a lot of people gathering here at the docks. There's a family with two kids. Okay, uh, they're over on one side. Uh, you see an uh, elderly knight. Who has arrived and is wandering around? I'm sure that will not be relevant to my life. No, I'm sure he's just this old dude. Um, you should ask him a question. Uh, oh, God. Really? Oh, oh, no. it's, it's a key part of her personality. Where's that box of curses? I can't take you guys anywhere. All right. Um, this is why we don't have names. Yeah. And, uh, uh, 
We have derailed the GM. Yeah. <laughs> You've already ruined everything. All right. Um, it's a real time saver. Yeah, no, it helps. Uh, so uh, there is a man who has come up to the fishmonger and is currently arguing with him. He's yelling at him, screaming, That fish I, I bought from you yesterday made my daughter sick. I don't want to hear about it. He, he's arguing. I want my money back. And they're, they're, he's really yelling at him. Don't get involved, don't get involved, don't get involved, don't get involved. I might be able to help. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what, what do you want, runt? Well, see, I'm a goblin, so we're stupid and we eat rotten fish sometimes, so we have ways to fix that, and I could use those to make your daughter better. What are you talking about? Fixing my daughter with rotten fish heads? That's disgusting. No, no, we eat rotten fish heads, so we know what happens when you get a bad fish, and I could use that knowledge to help your daughter. Mm, uh, Unless you have a better doctor option at the moment. He, he, he looks at you. You're a, you're a doctor? I, I, I have read many manuals that were dropped off by caravans on their way to Karamaga. Or at least part of he's, them. He's, he's <laughs> looking at you funny. He's like, uh, give me a diplomacy check. Doctor. It's late. It's Sunday. D20s okay. look weird. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I will roll a one and get a grand total of eight. He's like, I don't need any help from you. And he just kind of pokes his finger at you. And he's like, I'll, I'll take my own counsel. And he kind of looks at the fishmonger. And he's like, I'll be back for you. And he kind of just storms off. The fishmonger's like, well, I told him it was day-old fish, and I gave him to him for almost nothing. Not my fault. You should flee the city. It's all going to burn. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a good segue. Funny. Um, and uh, and uh, you notice this kid, this, this young, this young uh, girl uh, with a book tucked under her arm is staring at you, and she's like, when you told that man that the city's going to burn, and she's like, and goes running back to her father. And you see, you see her brother over there, and uh, he's kind of poking at her and dinking at her pigtail. <laughs> don't get involved. Don't get involved. Don't get involved. <laughs> I hide somewhere. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, uh, Katina. Oh, hello. Or sorry, not Katina. Karina. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. never yeah, that's mind. A little bit confusing. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, yeah, no. I'll, I'll, I'll come back. Okay. All right, uh, uh, Karina, uh, you are out at the um, the cemetery, and um, uh, the uh, uh, elderly uh, priestess has finished with the body and is is currently interring it, and the family members have showed up, and uh, um, I don't know if you want to be there for that or if. Um, do they have any positions open for like the the paid mourners? <laughs> I am really low on money. <laughs> I like how you're retroactively trying to give yourself money in the future. Uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's like if I get paid here, then I can get money later. No, they have no positions available. <laughs> but but nice try. I appreciate that. Good um, no, the the family is 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 obviously very poor, and and they're they're they're. It looks like. Many of them have burns, um, so it looks like the, the whole family might have been caught in the fire, and uh, the, the, the patriarch, uh, 
the father passed away. I'm going to assume that a funeral is a bad time to investigate questions about earning warehouses. Um, so I think I'll probably just head towards the docks. I know that the ship is leaving from there. And is that kind of on the outskirts where things have been burning as well? Um, is that considered that area? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, there are okay. some warehouses yeah. in that area that have burned. Um, so you begin making your way mm -hmm. uh, to the docks. Give me a perception check. Okay. Just love. Sorry, your dad died. How suspicious was that fire? <laughs> Seven. <laughs> Seven. Lower. This is so, not going well. So uh, Karina walks right past the alleyway where there is a lizard folk talking to a number of human thugs who are loading crates of bones onto the back of a wagon. <laughs> But you don't see it. <laughs> no. Okay. I have to be careful not to turn this into just nothing but weird coincidences now. Like, oh, everything's related. Um, all right. Uh, so you begin making your way to the docks. Uh, over here, uh, uh, Zell and Micah, the two of you are uh, making your way to uh, the docks. And uh, you're kind of trying to stay off the main streets as much as you can, but it, it's it's kind of impossible. And uh, you're probably only a few blocks away when you hear his voice. Puppies? Girl? Micah, is that you? And looking back through the crowd, you see your master. He's on this street, and he's only about like half a block away. Oh, God. You're not sure if he... Saw you conclusively or not, but your hair is so brightly colored that mm -hmm. he might be assuming. Um, what do you do? What do the two of you do? Are there any alleyways or like stores to hop into? Or? Uh, there, there are, there are like shops that you could duck into. There's an alley that you could run down, but it's pretty empty. Like, okay. and if 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 he were to look down, and he might see you. Um, yeah. There's also crowds you could attempt to blend into. Uh. Let's cheese it. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> means we run. This is not time for cheese. <laughs> that was no time for cheese. <laughs> it's always time for cheese. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, I mean, I'm small, so I'm gonna kind of try and like dart through people. Can I also attempt to tone down my hair color while I'm doing that? Uh, yeah, you can do subtle shifts in your hair color to kind of change it. Um, okay. uh, it requires a bit of concentration, uh, but you can kind of do that as you move. Okay. Um, Zell, what are you doing? I mean, uh, uh, this, 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 this wizened old man isn't looking for you. Right, I'll say. try and like block, you know, get behind or between them, so I take up a little bit more room than right. Micah, so. All right. Um, okay, so you're kind of blocking the way, uh, giving Micah some, some cover. Uh, why don't you go and give me a stealth check? Uh-oh. Me? Uh, Micah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, go for I was it, like, Rogue. I'm trying <laughs> to be no, seen. I, no, I'm going to give you a bonus just because, uh, because Zell's running interference. Oh, boy. Okay. It'll be great. <laughs> uh... So there's a lizard folk in the way. Does she get a scaling bonus? Oh, <laughs> Oh, this is what I put up with. <laughs> All right. Um, you just gotta go. It's a living. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's eleven. 
Eleven. Not great. Okay, yeah, not great. Uh, he is pursuing. He thinks oh. he sees you. He's like, girl, Micah, is that you? What are you doing out here? I'm going to make sure that this is hidden on the opposite side of wherever he is. So yeah, he hasn't caught you yet. Okay, you can yeah. still try and do something else, but he, he you haven't lost him either. I have kind either. of a cloak, right? So yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. Yeah, put it in there and kind of can we use, keep going. Can we use acrobatics to like get through the crowd faster if I were to pick up Micah? Um, <laughs> if you were you don't have to toss me. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, what's your strength, Zell? Twelve. Twelve? Uh, well, Micah is small and relatively light. Um, you could try that. <laughs> Let's try that. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, give me. This you, is you, what cheesing it is. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a textbook example of cheesing. It. Cheese. All right. Uh, so you pick up Micah and give me an acrobatics check to push your way through the crowd as quickly as possible. Uh, oh wow! What even is uh, twenty six? <laughs> well, well done. Uh, yeah. that's, um, that's good cheese right that's there. Good cheese. I feel like maybe you've done this before. <laughs> if I'm slow, kind of toddling along, you're like, well, here we go. You got appointments. Yeah. So. Uh, the two of you go darting through the crowd. Zell is like uh, 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 like a a river. He's just flowing through people, uh, uh, dodging left, dodging right, and uh, within a moment, uh, you've lost him. He doesn't know where you are. He's not following you anymore. Maybe warn me next time, but (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Thank you for that. Alright. So, uh, back down at the docks, which is coincidentally where everyone has now arrived. Uh, uh, Karina, you uh, got there uh, without really incident. Um, you kind of made your way through the city. You did uh, actually, because of the path you wanted to take, you did pass by one of the buildings that burned down. Um, and the buildings next door look like they've taken a little char and a little bit of damage, but the building that was that burned is almost completely destroyed. Um, there is little left of it. It looks like it was a, uh, a, a business selling um, uh, barrels. It's like a cooperage, a big kind of cooperage warehouse. Um, and the whole thing's just burned to the ground. Um, you arrive down at the docks, and there is the sleepy sea cat. They're not letting anyone on board yet. Everybody's still gathering and stuff. You can see a uh, tall, proud woman making her way about. Uh, also on the docks, there is uh, there just recently arrived a wagon uh, uh, with a silent elf who just got off and is loading off a number of caskets um, that looks like they're about to be loaded up on the boat. Uh, and uh, so, so you are there. You are hiding. Yep. No one knows where you are right Good. now. Uh, and uh, uh, Zell and Micah, the two of you, uh, uh, have just finally got there. Uh, a bit out of breath. Uh, because, him mostly. Yeah, him mostly. That is absolutely true. And uh, and uh, all of you are just kind of milling about. Um, unless there's anything in particular you want to do. I can't sweat. I need water. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find you some water. All right. All right. Oh, look, there's water. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything in particular you wanted to do? Uh, no, just kind of observe and, and wait around for the... Right. 
Uh, you see, you know, you see a, 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 a number of people here. There's other boats also at the docks loading and unloading. Um, this elderly knight uh, keeps like getting up and looking around. Like he keeps like looking to the crowd uh, and not just kind of looks around and he kind of looks at people and he just kind of looks up and down and then he just sits back down and, and continues to look uh, rather pensive. Um, and uh, you're all hanging out there. You managed to go get some, some water. There's a, there's a, there's a, a rain barrel nearby and uh, you're able to get some water. <laughs> and uh, uh, that's when uh, the, the angry father returns uh, with his two sons and they have saps. Like I said, we'd be back. Um, and the fishmonger's like, well, listen, I, I, I'm sure I can give you a refund. And he's like, that's not going to be good enough now. And uh, these, these three look like they're about to beat this fishmonger to within an inch of his life. And whether or not you're participating or not, at this point in time, I'm going to need you to roll initiative. All right. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that makes me oh, sad. Wow. <laughs> That's perception, right? Yeah. Unless you have a good reason for it to be something else. Like someone hiding? Yeah. Uh, for example, Quandle <laughs> is hiding, so if you want to roll stealth, by all means, go ahead. And, and, and if my stealth were better than my perception, I would. But since <laughs> it isn't... <laughs> well, the upside is if you roll stealth, you can start the combat hit. If you don't roll stealth, you cannot. All right, I'll use stealth. All right. Um, okay, so uh, does anyone got above 20? No. No. <laughs> no? All right. Uh, anybody got above 15? No. What you got? 20. <laughs> you said above 20. No, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> All right. Uh, anybody else above 15? No? Anybody above 10? Yeah, 12. 12. <laughs> 12. All right, uh, Micah, what do you got? Five. Five. Eight. Eight. Woo! <laughs> All right. Uh, Quundle. Yeah. You may go first. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm hiding. Yes, you are hiding. No one seems to see you. Um. Wow. All right. By the way, please don't die in the prologue. It's going to be a real problem for the rest of the story. Oh, um, well, that just would mean that this was K.W. Quundle, and Quundle with a Q will show up right afterwards, steal yeah, the ticket yeah, from his corpse. Yeah, no, it's fair, yeah. All right, the only, the, there, I, I only have two realistic choices. Do nothing and watch this man who gave me fish heads get beaten, um, or try to defuse the situation, because if it's a fight, everyone will kill the goblin. So... Um, <laughs> That's like step two in most fights. I know. What, step oh. one in some of them. <laughs> What's in here? Well, there are three ogres, a goblin. We kill the goblin. Um, <clears throat> it's, people think we're monsters. Uh, uh, so, bundle will, will pop up. You don't want to do that with a night watching, do you? And I will point to the old man. <laughs> um, <laughs> give me a... Um, Let's call that an intimidate check. Oh, sure. Let's call it the one I don't have. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> 14. They are like, yeah, what's that old codger going to do? And then uh, one of them uh, moves up to swing 
at the uh, the old man. We're doing this theater of the mind style, so he's like a move away. Uh, I will say that trying to intimidate him was one of your three actions. What would you like to do with the other two? <sighs> well, I'm aware how my own abilities work, and this is a terrible, terrible, terrible choice, but this man was nice to me, and I don't think he did anything wrong. So I shoot the guy with a divine lance. <laughs> <laughs> That's two actions. I will hit a uh, uh, twenty-three. That is a hit. Uh, is this the is this the the it, father or one of his sons? Which one is moving up with the sap? Uh, the father. Okay, then it's the father. Now this is good damage. Yeah. So if he ain't evil, he ain't hurt. Eight. Uh, the uh, Ray hits him. And yeah, he's he's he, he doesn't seem to have been affected. He looks like an enraged man, but he, he, apparently he's not evil. But he is hit by a, a ray of light, and he looks at you, and he's like, "Why, you little?" And he's, uh, "How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> the docks must be cursed. You should flee. Go <laughs> north. Um, <laughs> all right. So the uh, the thugs." Uh, which is uh, what I will call them. Uh, the father... Uh, not in the ears, is, not in the ears, not in the ears. You, uh, and he's going to... Uh, he spends an action to move up toward you. Okay. Uh, and he then spends an action to swing a sap at you. Okay. But I roll terribly, so he misses entirely. You duck just as he's swinging for your head, uh, and he misses and will swing again, but it is equally bad. He's trying to beat you, but you're just, like, dodging out of the way. It's like whack-a-mole. Um... <laughs> Uh, got different barrels. The other sons, <laughs> the the other two sons, uh, advance uh, on the fishmonger and uh, begin attacking him. Uh, and they only hit him once, uh, but he does kind of crumple from the blow, and uh, he looks like he's been hurt. But these are saps; they're not super deadly weapons. It's more like you know, it's a bagger. Bag of silver pieces, right? Probably copper. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is not a high enough end establishment to get beaten with silver pieces. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like one of those fancy places where you get beaten with a bag of platinum. Uh, <laughs> well, that's because that costs extra. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah, sure. All right, uh, that was the thugs. Zell and uh, Zell, you see this happening. I don't. I don't know that you're necessary. Like street violence. No, yeah. That's quaint. That's <laughs> interesting, but they're picking on this guy. And I want to get on this boat, and there's a fight happening. Yeah. So I'm going to run up. Yeah. And I'll be like, gentlemen, gentlemen, I'm here on a, you know, on a cruise with my friend. Will you please, like, like you know, like, can't we resolve this, like, civilized people? Says the lizard man. Yeah. They look really confused when the when the Eruxi comes up to them and is like, no, 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 let's let's work this out. Yeah, I'm like, Talk come about on your now. Feelings. Yeah. Um, uh, give me a. Uh, yeah, it, it's hard to do diplomacy in the middle of a fight. So, um, yeah, give me a diplomacy check. This probably won't stop them, but it might change their attitude toward you, at least, for being okay. in the way. Let's fight diplomacy. Uh, 23? <laughs> 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 
they're like out of the way. We don't have any quarrel with you, and uh, they they still look like they're intent upon beating uh, this fish man, but they're uh, or sorry, this fishmonger, fish man. All of a sudden, <laughs> yes. morphed, morphed into a fish man. They were uh, right to beat him. <laughs> That's fair. Yes, yes, I will help you now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, as long as it's a background I don't like, yeah, no, go no, ahead, no, go no, for no, it. No. Um, they're tasty. Uh, they, they they don't look like they're going to break from their strategy of beating this fishmonger. Uh, you you've convinced them that uh, they look like they're trying not to cause too much of a ruckus now. Mm-hmm. Like they're not swinging wildly. They're just like, well, uh, this guy, <laughs> he saw this bad fish. God, <laughs> I'm like I'm going to have to insist that you stop beating this poor old person. What are you going to do, lizard breath? <laughs> so uh, how many actions have I used? I uh, will say two. Two? All right. Maybe one left. I'm just going to do my claws out and be like, Schnick. yeah, like, <laughs> please. I'm like, please, let's not do this. You've, you've already made your point. I'm sure he'll never sell bad fish again. Uh, now you can give me an intimidate job. Right. I'm a lot worse at it than diplomacy. No. <laughs> you can do it. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want none of this. <laughs> You're scared of the claw. <laughs> it would have been more impressive if you weren't wearing a skirt. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> I need my battle dress. I'm not wearing my battle dress. I'm really sorry. Nice yeah. Karina, it is your turn. You see these thugs attempting to beat up a, a poor fishmonger. Yeah, and the situation keeps getting worse as these like, random people start. It's like a circus involved. over there. You don't even know what's happening. Uh, if only we had a stern dwarf face. I know. Yeah. Uh, walk over there and take her dwarf and axe and hit it on the ground and say, oh. hey, stop it. Uh, okay. Um, Can I do an intimidate check? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that'll be what that is. You're threatening them with a, with a weapon. 23. <laughs> <laughs> Resting your face! Resting your face. face. <laughs> All right, um, so uh, one of the sons is just like, hey, hey, I don't, I don't need any of that. And just drops his sap and he bolts from the fight. So he's, he's gone. The other son... Uh, is like, I don't have any quarrel with you. He's not retreating, but he's also not, like, disarming. He's just like, we don't have any quarrel with you. We have a quarrel with this man. He sold us bad fish. Uh, meanwhile, the father's over there trying to hit a goblin that's, like, <laughs> dancing around. You're not even sure what the goblin has to do with this, but he's beating on a goblin. Um, I mean, that's sport to some, so it's fine. Um, I'm a little more concerned with the with the uh, fish guy that is, has taken damage. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. unfortunate. Um, the fish guy? So you're right. He, 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 your quarrel's not with me, but this is not uh, an appropriate course of action for bad fish. You don't beat people for that. So uh, please solve your problem reasonably and don't create issues down here at the docks. He looks at you and he says, that was a very reasonable argument. Now I'm going to hit this man in the face with my sack. (laughs) (laughs) My third action, I will swing at him and say, no, no, I'm serious. You need to stop. Oh! (laughs) This got very serious. Uh, So that's going to be a 24 to hit. That (laughs) hits. 
I did try to get him to stop. Just yeah, no, that's fair. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Dwarf murders three men on the docks. <laughs> Fish may have been involved. Uh, five damage. Five damage. That, that, like, you, you, like, slice across his arm that's holding the sap, giving him this huge gash of a wound. He immediately drops the sap, grabs his arm, and is like, Oh my god, I didn't think he was serious with it. <laughs> and, uh, and he is, he is bolting from the fight. Um... Micah, this whole commotion is going on. <laughs> a dwarf just nearly cut a guy's arm off. <laughs> um, this whole thing has turned into a mess here at the docks. You have no idea if you're going to be able to get on the boat if this continues. <laughs> it might cause a serious problem with the future storyline we're trying to tell. <laughs> um, what place, do you do? The time-space is... compendium is depending on you. We need that book now. Yeah. <laughs> this place is way more violent than I thought it was. <laughs> so we really, Zell, we need to go. Like, I think people are going crazy. <laughs> um, and I'm like, kind of, I'm looking around because I don't know. There, there's, there's, there's only one person still fighting, and that's okay. the, like, old father. Yeah. Uh, who's trying to beat on a goblin. Okay. Um, yeah. you, you think the goblin must be like the fishmonger's yeah. helper or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Am I, am I close yeah. enough to kind of get near him? And, like, how far away am I? Uh, you're you're, you're, right you're within a move. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to kind of go and throw up my shield spell and kind of try and protect the goblin from the dead. Can I, like, insert myself between them? Uh, yeah, sure. You can do that. Um, you kind of get in the way, and he's like, hey, get out of my way. I've good. This goblin's a charlatan. Why, don't, why are you picking on someone so small? Interfering <laughs> in my business, and then he looks over and sees his sons like running away, <laughs> and uh, and he's like, oh, if you want a job done, you have to do it yourself. And he see he's turned away from you, and he's turned back to the fishmonger, uh, and uh, and he sees his sons running, and one of them is clutching his arm, and he's like, what the? He's very confused. Uh, but we are uh, at the top of the order now with Quundle. So you described our fishmonger as having an apron. Yeah, a dirty, was... filthy, like, fish gut-covered apron. <laughs> so he's he's gutting the fish here. Yeah. And when he guts them, he, he has those guts in a bucket? That's another bucket, yeah. It's a yeah. different bucket. How... That, that bucket that bucket costs more, though. So <laughs> one move to go to the bucket. Yeah. Second move to grab the bucket. Oh, God. Third move to throw the bucket of fish guts on the man who's confused. Wait, throw the guts or throw the bucket? No, throw the guts. Yeah, just just yeah. hurl just... the... Yeah, absolutely. Yes, totally. Give me a roll, please. <laughs> a roll. It is a one. What we did not describe is Quundle's dirty, disgusting cloak that I lose on the cat. It was pristine until this moment. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you are absolutely correct. Your cloak, which is pristine, you go to toss the bucket, and it does what you're holding it by the handle, and you kind of do the toss thing like this, expecting the bucket to just shoot its contents out. But in fact, the bucket swings around and just splatters you with fish guts. As a guy... Go ahead. Sees this happen. Go ahead and hit me. Your sap will smell like and, fish guts for days. And, and, and it, it didn't just splatter you either. It splattered the fishmonger from head to toe. And and he's just like, and then there's like fish guts dripping off of his face. And the the angry angry father 
looks at all of this with this menace and sees you fling the bucket and just spatter both you and him head to toe in fish guts and he just <laughs> he just loses it he can't help it he just loses it and he's just like yeah yeah whatever paid enough and he just walks away <laughs> what just happened he just he just he gives it up you've you've spattered that was the vengeance he was after apparently uh and as he walks away the four of you you get to go and start wiping the fish guts off yourself oh no first i give the monger a copper oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> For the bucket. <laughs> it's worth more. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, he goes, and uh, he points to the guy and hands you a whole fish. <laughs> you said there were people huddling at the edge of the docks that looked, you know, homeless and hungry? Yes. I go give them the fish. <laughs> so, the crisis at the docks averted. The four of you go back to mingling in the crowds and waiting. Yeah, Zell backs off real fast. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I begin to see why my character didn't talk to yours for the first half of that game. <laughs> God, she's sitting with us. <laughs> you put that guy's arm on. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the, the, the four of you go back to mingling at the dock, and uh, not an hour later, Captain Heliana calls out, All aboard! <laughs> and that is where we are ending nice. this session. Uh, thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well done, everybody. So, um, that is the conclusion of the live play portion of this. We're going to do a bit of Q&A. Uh, do, does everyone need, does anyone need a bathroom break or anything? Uh, it's like a two hour thing, everybody good? All right, so we'll just roll right into it. Um, I think, you know, uh, we, I, I wanna also say that we have uh, Dan here uh, today. Dan is our producer on Oblivion Oath. He helps uh, make the show happen. They're going to be sharing some mics down there. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's right. They're going to get real <laughs> close, real real friendly-like. Uh, but uh, what we'd like to do is kind of talk a little bit about what uh, this crazy ride's been like and, and mostly just do Q&A. Um, so, uh, you know, I think uh, this whole crazy ride started like it's it started like five months ago now five yeah. or six months ago is when we first decided you know what let's do a stream let's do a stream showing off second edition and uh you know i went and i, I dan and i were driving to work every day and we, we started kicking around ideas and we had some meetings and uh you know we had just finished doomsday dawn doomsday dawn had finished we Use that as a proof of concept to yeah. see if we could actually do a live stream in that little studio, um, and we kind of can. Yeah. And so we did that. Yeah. Um, and it was going to be at first we were thinking we might try to do a long form show for a while, like a four hour show. Yeah. But then we realized we wanted to have employees in the game. We wanted to have people that worked at Paizo, and doing a four hour game every week just was never going to happen. It was too much. So then yeah. I think you came up with the lunchtime game idea. 
Yeah, well, that well that was the that was the thing. Like it, the, the the whole thing had a dumb code name at first, where it was called Lunchfinder. 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 <laughs> but we we did. Uh, Dan very wisely convinced me that that was a dumb idea, and uh, instead we should come up with something more evocative and interesting. And, and, and I, I can't help but think you're right. I don't think there'd be anybody here who'd be like, "Come watch Lunchfinders." Like, what are they going to be eating a sandwich? Well, and the pickle thing would have had a whole different tone. Yeah, no, and real weird. Um, Especially once, you know, uh, kind of jumping ahead really quick, once we saw the art that we were able to get um, from uh, Pixel Slayer, it was like it's amazing artwork from Pixel Slayer. And I think that uh, that tone really fits better with something called Oblivion Oath than Lunch Finder, I think. So yeah. it matches a lot yeah. better with the picture it gives you. So Yeah, so like the next thing we did... Uh, once we started, I started uh, brainstorming some storylines and, and thinking about what direction this might take. And I started talking to some of the members of the creative staff who are kind of the lore masters of our world to kind of check some of my story ideas against what was happening in the world, what was going on. I'm not going to give any spoilers on that front because uh, my players don't know where this is going, <laughs> and nor do I want them to uh, until they're there. Um, but. Uh, you know, uh, there was a lot of really exciting talk going on there, and then we, we were like, okay, well, who's playing? Mm -hmm. And uh, what we decided to do is uh, we decided to do an open call to the entire company um, and then kind of do, like, interviews. Yeah, we, yeah. we kind of used, uh, again, some of the uh, um, information that we gleaned from the Doomsday Dawn and, you know, looking at um, kind of chemistry and who, you know, it was kind of compelling to watch that um, had a good time and all of that sort of thing. But then a lot of it also was who's able to break away for an hour every week. Yeah. You know, that was a big part of it. So instead of, you know, going to anybody and saying, hey, let's do this, it was more like if you think, you know, you have the time and you're able to do it, come in. And we just kind of chatted with folks for a while. And I thought that was, yeah. it, it was very informative for us, you know. Yeah, but well, yeah, we 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 made our our decisions based a lot on those little meetings we had with, mm -hmm. with each of you that that really told us what kind of chemistry we would have at the table. Um, but yeah, you are right. Finding finding four employees who could reliably take off an hour every week um, was a bigger challenge than I thought it was going to be. We didn't want to take multiple people uh, from the same department if we could avoid it. We, we didn't quite get there, but we were close. <laughs> we we uh, failed. I'd like yeah, to we, point uh, that out. We, we did not succeed on that. My manager uh, said I could play in this game. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, yeah, it was one of those, yeah. Uh, it, you know, we, 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 yeah, that, but that was, that, that was the goal, and that's, that's kind of how we got started. Uh, and, you know, we, we did those kind of uh, initial discussions. There's part of me that almost wish we would have recorded them as kind of the, the session zero <laughs> discussions with the players. Yeah. Um, yeah. In, in retrospect, maybe we should have. But uh, it's always like watching the casting tapes for a movie. <laughs> like, All right. I want you to talk in a New York accent. Um, okay. Quando <laughs> uh, would be very Cinema. different. It would be. It would not be the same. No. Hey, I'm pickling here. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you're on the panel. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, as we as we got closer and closer, uh, you know, the story started coming together over a month before we aired the first episode. We had to order art, so everybody had to have character concepts and character looks kind of put together. Uh, we ordered all the art. I also ordered the kind of splash image, uh, 
and uh, there was a little bit of hesitation. I was a little worried because the splash image is really kind of a non sequitur, mm -hmm. uh, as is the logo and stuff and the title, uh, until like the, the the first the first scene was yeah. done. Yeah. Like it was initially concepted. All right, so we're getting into a little bit of a point where there's a little bit of spoilers. Has everyone watched at least episodes one and two? Yeah. yeah. Does anyone not? Okay. Well, earmuffs, everyone. Enjoy. You're going to get a little bit of a spoiler. Um, yeah. Episodes one and two uh, were actually originally scripted to possibly just be one episode, yeah. Yeah. but but it just didn't go fast enough. I wasn't I wasn't quite prepared for it to go uh, that kind of slowly. There was more introduction than I thought we were going to have, and uh, we uh, the scene on the beach. Uh, not to kind of give too much in the way of spoilers, that scene on the beach at the end of episode two was meant to be the end of the first episode. Mm -hmm. right. And uh, that way all of it made sense all right in a row, but but it just didn't work out that way. It, it, we had we had planned a contingency for like, well, if it doesn't, I guess we'll I guess we'll <laughs> just split it into two. Um, but I, I'm glad it worked out that way and that, and that people got to see it. So, um, I think, I don't know that there's too much more I want to say, because most of it is just going to be kind of technical, talking about spoilers and stuff. It is interesting to us because we just aired episode seven. Mm -hmm. We've yeah. already recorded eight and nine. Yeah, eight's ready to go. Um, nine, I'm going to finish up on Thursday. When yeah. I go in on Thursday, yeah. I'll finish that up. So you're going to be seeing those over the next couple of weeks. So I, I want to remind the panel to be very careful about what we are talking about, because the events... Uh, in in those last two episodes are spoilers to everyone uh, because no one seen it. So don't talk about the thing. Yeah, don't talk about the thing Can or the other thing. That, 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 that reminder that of what happened at the end of episode seven. So that I know where we are. You said, uh, wait, PythoCon is next week? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that, is exactly that, is true. Yeah. that is exactly what uh, happened. Uh, there, were, there, there were rats. Rats. Right, okay. Yep. So yeah. the rats are the last thing. Yeah. Okay. The rats are the last thing. All post-rat references should be redacted. <laughs> Please yeah. Yeah. keep out all post-rat references. All right. So at this point in time, I think we'll open up open it up to some questions if anybody has any. We're not doing the microphone thing. What we're going to do instead is I'm going to I'm going to call on you. You can ask your question. I'm going to repeat the question that way folks on Twitch can hear it and then we'll we'll answer it and keep things moving. Uh, I see we have one right here. Um, it's actually a question. I'm sorry, names for me have always been a problem. I apologize. Um, but I'm Sarah. Sarah, thank yes. you. Sorry. Um, it's a problem I had in my entire life. But um, <laughs> your choice of character to play a champion, a redeemer champion of Barazma, yes. what was the decision making process to do that? What, what made you do that? So when we were gathered together, uh, repeat the question. Oh yeah. Oh sorry. <laughs> the question was uh, the question was why did you choose? How did you choose to become a, uh, a redeemer of Phrasma, the champion variant? Yeah. So when we did our first uh, session zero, we were kind of talking about different roles that people would have in the game. One of the things that I kind of talked with, with Jason and Dan a little bit was somebody who could make uh, kind of force a decision on the group if things were getting a little, moving a little slow and saying, okay, no, we're just gonna go ahead and fight right now. Um, and so I kind of wanted to have a, a character that could handle combat, um, especially when we kind of had um, uh, two other magic users and a rogue. Um, it's like, I didn't quite want to play just a straight fighter. I wanted something a little interesting. 
Um, I've moderated a lot of paladin threads on the board, a lot of alignment discussions, and I kind of wanted to, it was, it was exciting for me to have the first opportunity to play a champion, which is kind of the, the uh, evolution of the paladin, and play a, um, a neutral good character um, that hasn't, you know, hasn't been really done a whole lot before. Yeah, it was the first. It was one of the things we wanted to showcase, right? I, I think one of the secrets of this is, is you know, we're we're here to show a fun game. That's our first and primary goal. But a secondary goal is to kind of show off some aspects of the of Pathfinder Second Edition that you may not have seen before. So we we try to sprinkle in spoilers when we can, add bits to the game that you may not have seen. So the idea of playing a Redeemer, which was a different variant of the champion that wasn't Paladin that everybody knew, was kind of cool. Uh, you did mention one thing, though, that I think is important. Uh, you know, uh, feel free to, I guess, call people by their character names because they'll, they'll recognize <laughs> yeah. that. But also, I, I, I didn't give folks a chance to introduce themselves oh. and what they do at Paizo, so let's fix that. <laughs> um, uh, Rude. Uh, let's, let's start down there. Uh, introduce you and what you do at Paizo. Okay, I'm Sarah Marie. I'm the customer service and community manager for Paizo.com. I also do a lot for PaizoCon uh, for event stuff, and um, I'm playing Karina. I'm Owen Casey Stevens. I'm the Starfinder design lead, uh, and I am playing Quundle. And you know me, I'm Jason Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do at Paizo? I'm the director of game design. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, I'm Katina Davis. I work in customer service as a customer service representative, so I answer your emails and phone calls and stuff. Uh, and I am playing Micah. And Katina has also done a lot of work for PaizoCon. She's kind of my number two person to help me with events and all of this stuff, so. Yeah, that too. <laughs> PaizoCon Lieutenant. Uh, I'm Gabe, I'm Project Manager. That's it, it's kind of <laughs> and, and you play, oh, I play Zell. <laughs> I think. Uh, I'm Dan, I am the producer of Oblivion Oath, and I play your old buddy Dan, so. Yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, okay, so uh, we got a question back here. By the way, I'm not sure if anyone has, tw if there are questions coming from Twitch, who am I looking at for that? She's got, got one. one. Okay. She's got the rest. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, uh, why don't we get uh, you right here? Uh, so, Quandle, the obsession with pickles. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the question uh, for everybody on Twitch is, uh, the, the obsession with pickles, what's the deal with that? <laughs> um, so... Quandle is designed to be something that we haven't really seen a lot, uh, and that is a goblin that you don't mind having in the party. Um, and goblins are going to be a core race now, and I think, I mean, almost all player characters are weird exceptions. Normal people of any race stay at home. Sorry, Ancestry, she's right. Um, you, you, you've got a job, you, you farm, and, and if someone says there's a dragon coming, your reaction isn't, let's see if it has a horde, it's can we avoid it? So I wanted to, to look at what does it look like if you are a goblin and you have some goblin qualities and goblin obsessions and goblins ways of looking at things, but they're not all the normal stereotypical ones that we have we be goblin all over. So um, <clears throat> I really wanted to think if, it, it, I mean, Quendel's a, a battle medic, right? And that means that he has training in antiseptics and nutrition and, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> goblin nutrition. Oh, fair, yeah. Um, fair. And in my character history, in my character history, he, he was the apprentice to the, the clan alchemist. So I wanted to bring some element of alchemy into it. And it just seemed like pickles were a perfect 
gobliny solution that you could apply as the basis to everything, sort of the way that other goblins think of fire. <laughs> and uh, it turns out we, we've got an illustration. We, we showed it at the, bank, the beginner banquet. Yeah, we, we have. You, you, can't, you can't say it very well, but they, there's the goblin eating a pickle right in the middle of in the, the core rule book. Yeah, ancestry. So, you know. so that's where that came from. And then, yeah. like like any form of entertainment, you throw some things out and you see what is popular. Turns out pickles are popular. Um, People like pickles. Uh, all right. So, so when you're asking, what's the dill? Let's take a let's take a question from Twitch. Yeah, the first one that came in is a question for Owen and school. There we go. Being trapped in a religious settlement has Quindle's thoughts on his visions of the gray wolf slash red wolf changed at all? No. No, his. Oh, sorry. Uh, the question was being trapped in a, a religious uh, compound, uh, which is, if you're up to date with what we've heard on the show, that they are. Uh, has Quindle's opinion of his visions of the Red Wolf, Gray Wolf changed? Um, the thing is that a good chunk of what's going on with, with Quindle about the visions is he doesn't know what's going on. There's no tradition in goblin culture for him to go to and say, hey, if I'm having visions of weird supernatural beings that our mythology doesn't really cover, what does it mean? And the answer is usually, it means we're kicking you out or killing you. You're having- We're gonna hit you with a rock until, until you, you stop, stop having visions, exactly. <laughs> um, so he has a, an idea of what he thinks is going on, but I mean, even as we saw here, right? He woke up and he had visions of the city on fire. So from Quindle's point of view, there are two choices. Either I'm right and the city's gonna catch on fire and I don't wanna be here, or I'm wrong, in which case not being here is still fine. Um, so right now, Quindle doesn't know what's going on, but he knows he doesn't know what's going on. All right, okay. I'll take one from the room. Um, how many episodes do you foresee Oblivion Oath being? So the question is how many episodes do we foresee Oblivion Oath being? That's a very good question. Uh, <laughs> all, of, all of them. And, and yeah, it'll be all the episodes that are fit to print. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I think, I'll, I'll be honest with you, it's a little open-ended. Um, and uh, there's a couple different ways it can go, and some of it depends a lot on what uh, our crazy, crazy cast decides to do, and some of it depends on, on all of you. If we have a huge audience that loves watching it, we'll keep making it. Um, obviously, the, the story will come to a conclusion at some point in time. But, uh, you know, that is going to be a big driver for us. So, you know, uh, I, I think if you want more Oblivion Oath, keep watching Oblivion Oath. Uh, you know, tell your friends about Oblivion Oath. Force your friends to watch Oblivion Oath. Make them live Oblivion Oath. Down, Rizmir. Down, down. All hail! And if what you want is more... If what you want is more Oblivion Oath, but not with these characters, just buy him more villain points. That's and right. then that will naturally... <laughs> these problems take care of themselves. So I think I think when we first started putting the, the show together, we knew the timing of, of starting this using second edition, that a lot of people were going to just kind of assume that this was put in place to give a preview of the rule set. And it was going to be heavy on, let us show you how the game works before it's actually available. And Jason and I worked really hard to try to position it exactly the opposite. Um, we want it to be fun. We want it to be, yeah, it's second edition, and you might glean some things, but we have no intention of stopping the game to say, oh, let me run you through this rule set right here, or this thing that's before. different. And the reason we want to do that is because we intended for this to keep going after second edition is not 
you know, unknown. Like when yeah. everybody knows the rules, we still want to have a show that hopefully you still want to sit down and join us every week and watch so that, um, you know, maybe the title might need to change. Uh, maybe uh, we'll have a different type of adventure that happens and, and things like that. But the game can still run on because our, our focus has been to try to build a fun story. So. Uh, right there. Oh, me again. Yeah. Okay. Um, sort of a thing that popped in my head. I know you probably addressed this a little bit when you were talking about how you were saying this group up here. But have you ever considered the possibility of having like a fifth person, like a guest person, come in every week from another member of the staff? <laughs> so I, I, I don't want to give the question. Uh, yeah. So the question is, uh, do we ever envision us having a, having a fifth player or a guest player? And and uh, those are two different questions that are kind of interesting. And and let me let me let me let me talk about them. First of all. Uh, we can't have a fifth player. There isn't room in our studio for a fifth player. <laughs> table isn't uh, that big. Yeah, no, we can't. We can't get another person around that table. Uh, however, will there be guest players? That's quite possible. Um, you know, uh, we are all uh, people with busy lives, and uh, should somebody need to miss a week, um, I think I've got some interesting plans that I'm putting together that allows someone else to slot in and play with the group for one week or two weeks. Uh, that way we can continue. I think the only thing that might get really rough is if we're missing like two or three players, in which case we probably won't have a stream that week. And obviously if I'm unavailable, that makes it really difficult. Oh. Uh, we, we should have guest GMs, but you guys would butter them up and then I would get back and have to deal with you guys all having Borkle weapons. They get Zell a Vorpal tail. <laughs> do you know how terrified Quando would be to hold a right, Vorpal? Right, what does this right. do? It takes off heads. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's... Fish heads, too. Let's grab another question from Twitch. Uh, for Owen, which coworker have Paizo is Quindle based on? <laughs> uh, so the question was, which coworker from from Paizo is Quindle based on? Um, so anytime you're trying to role play someone interesting, you you will obviously pick up uh, attributes from from people you know and people you've run into. Um, but I have to work with these people. So a <laughs> uh, Quindle isn't really based on anyone at work, and b if he was, I'd lie and say he wasn't. So, <laughs> so uh, are you? No. Um, in, in in many ways, Quundle is based on on my own experiences with social anxiety. There are a lot of things that I've worked very very hard to overcome, um, and I'm envisioning Quundle as very much a fish out of water without a lot of background experience. So I guess the employee he's based on is me, just me in a very different point in my life, and it's it's a way for me to try and and express how you can get stuck doing things you never thought you would want to do and why being someone who's not particularly confident and doesn't feel like they can make a big difference doesn't mean that you can't end up making a difference. Nice. Mm -hmm. yeah. Front. yeah, so uh, Sarah Marie yes. right, talked about um, uh, the kind of deity component of our character already a little bit. Now, uh, that sort of sparked some interest. Like, I'd love to hear uh, whoever wants to talk about how, like, at what point in their character design phase, when like, oh, I'm creating a character, does deity and religion come into it? Um, and, you know, to what extent is it, like, for you, like, a big thing? Like, uh, I want my character to be, you know, big in cosmology, and, uh, and or is it an afterthought, or, you know, in what way does it interplay with your character concept? 
So the question was, uh, how does religion and deity choice play into uh, the various performers' uh, character choices? Uh, any of you have any thoughts on that? Uh, I, I know with Zell, that's a... That's yeah, a, yeah. Zell, Zell worships the, uh, the sky, so as Eruxi are tend to do. Um, he kind of views all the gods as assigning faces to them is a little silly. Right. Um, sorry. Was that like core to when you were thinking about him in the first place? To him, it's just part. It's just an aspect of nature. So it's it's not quite as defining as say Sarah's character. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's not really core to his design. For Micah, um, she she. I don't know. I don't really want to say like a follower of Shilin, but Mm -hmm. her family kind of grew up. I mean, she's from the circus and all performance and art and. I think for me it was kind of just a decision of it's something that's in her background but it doesn't super affect her life like she appreciates art she you know wants to entertain people and stuff like that but got kind of pulled in a different direction Um, but it doesn't really you know she doesn't do much with it it's just kind of part of who she is Religion and faith is very important to my game uh, because I like to show off the one true faith. <laughs> All hail the red I'm going to get more enthusiasm out of you two eventually. All right. Um, so this was very core to my character concept of Quundle. Um One of the things that I wanted to do, in addition to showing off this is how you can play a goblin without all the players hating you, um, is look at some of the fun new things in the second edition game, not to preview them as be excited about this, but because I was excited about it. I'm excited to get to see what kind of characters can I make, what kind of stories can I tell that still feel like Galarian and Pathfinder, but aren't things that I could easily do before. So the fact that a angel blood sorcerer in this edition gets divine spells opens up this whole raft of... From my point of view, most divine spellcasters, you went to a church and you learned dogma and you were taught, you know, if if you're worshiping a god, there are a lot of rules to that. But sorcerers just wake up one day and they've been hit in the head with spells. So that was a great opportunity to say, here's a goblin, there's some divine force giving him spells, and he may have no idea about that. And when we were making our characters, one of the things Jason did was he said, I'm going to send you a list of questions that are our leading questions to help build your characters. And if you don't like where a question goes, you know, we can discuss it, just get rid of it, right? But he was doing things like saying, what was it that caused you to be driven out of your village? And that's a leading question, but then I can go, well, what was it? That t- I'm, I'm, a, I'm a goblin heretic. I'm a goblitic. Um, I, I believe something that no one else believes. I also, I mean, there are spells I have that you have to have a deity to cast. So I was working with the GM to say, hey, I have this vision for having, uh, this, this idea for having had visions of the gray wolf and the red wolf, and one of them wants to help me, and one of them wants to burn me to a cinder, and can I do that? And if I do, can I use those as my deities? And Jason's like, yeah, those are great ideas. But it's important to note, I don't know what those are. Those are in his hands. I have given him the, I want to play a character that does this. But what this is, is up to the GM because I'm playing a character who doesn't know. So it's part. (laughs) No, it's fine. (laughs) Because, I mean, I could have said I want to worship a pickle and done a little sock puppet and well I'm glad you don't have a pickle puppet. yes that's that could have been an HR issue so, so for me there, I started with a, a set of game mechanics that it seemed to me informed an interesting story um, so for Karina I've talked a little bit about Phrasma before but um, I really wanted to make sure that this champion character who the champion class is very much like you have a god or goddess that you worship 
and I wanted to make sure that her character um, was really wasn't just using that when it was convenient, and that um, she's really based off of a very religious upbringing, and is going to have to wrestle with some of those questions about going out into the world and uh, you know figuring out like. She can't heal people without uh, her faith in her, her goddess and uh, kind of she's a younger dwarf and exploring what that means to experience the world and experience those questions that come up when you're, when you're first launching into the into adulthood. To try to work out questions like when do you chop a man's arm off? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when do you change your faith to the living God? The question is the question is now. All right. The question is now? What's the answer? More now. Now we're I don't know. Now now it's I have robes. All right. Um uh, let's take a question from Twitch. Uh, for Gabe, why an ancestry that isn't from Core? Um, so the question was, yeah, yeah. why why did you pick an ancestry that wasn't Core? Um, because Jason said we could try some other ancestries like <laughs> lizard folk, and I was like, bam! Because <laughs> I uh, I play a Vesk in my Starfinder game, and I've always liked um, lizard folk or Eruxy, and I thought the chance it'd be a neat way to kind of show them off and maybe help promote them to be more of like a playable uh, core class. So, because I was offered and I was like, that's awesome. You, you know if Gabe is playing a, a lizard folk character, there's a tail behind it. Yes. Leaving. So what's really interesting is, you know, the, the Eruxy uh, ancestry is appearing in uh, an upcoming world guide. We announced that uh, yesterday that that's where it's appearing. Uh, but when we made your character, actually, yeah. the rules weren't done yet. So oh. we had to kind of kit bash Eruxy rules like real fast to yep. be like, okay, uh, you got this for now. We might change it later. Results ah. may vary. Yeah. Well, so, so it wouldn't surprise me if at some point in time in the future we have to double check. I think you were working with Mark though, and Mark Pagel yeah, I mean, before the first session. I have this started. power, this feat I've never even used yet, and I hope I still have it. But hopefully oh, we'll, we'll get to see it. It's yeah, yeah. really a minor thing. Yeah. <laughs> Vorpal tail. Yeah. It's not useful. But it was also interesting because normally, <laughs> normally ancestries have a lot of options, and yeah. so they were sort of like, what do you think you might want to pick? Because yeah. we're not writing everything. Thing. Yeah, no, it's like, uh, do you want to do something cool with your tail? We'll, we'll give you a fee for that. I don't know what it is, but we'll figure it out. And then, you can balance things on it, like bagels or something. The design team was very busy at this time, so I was stressing, please don't. I can pick something else, but they all were all. That's yes. Uh, yeah, that, that puts you in a unique position because you're seeing how busy we are, and at the same time, you're like, well, I need I, need I really would like to play that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The right, project uh, manager's like, no, I'm sure we'll be fine uh, as long as I get, get something. Let's get a question up here. So you were telling us how you were interviewing a bunch of employees earlier to decide who was going to play. Um, should the worst happen and one of your characters dies, are you looking at having them create a new character, or would you kick out beloved players and bring in someone new? <laughs> is it, are you asking if this is like that chick track uh, about about role playing games where it's like you're dead, you must leave now? <laughs> I'm ready for real power, Jason. <laughs> the, the question, the, the question here being, uh, if if someone dies, will they make a new character, or will we? Exile them to the darkness, and I think Dirt we're going to go with exile. No, uh, no. If, if if somebody dies, uh, we'll probably make new characters and see how that plays out. 
Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I want to stress that, uh, you know, I'm letting the dice fall where they may. And sometimes that means I have a flurry of misses and no one takes damage when I think they're going to. And other times I bring the party to the edge of disaster with an encounter that was never intended to go that way. <laughs> um, but that's kind of the fun of it. So, you know, we'll see how it plays. I think from, from my standpoint, from a, from a production standpoint, uh, part of what keeps people coming back to the show week after week is not only a connection to the characters that they're playing, but the people that are playing those characters. Um, you know, you start to get some of the uh, table talk and the banter that happens is actually the person and not the character. And you start to get used to that. You start to connect with that. And um, you start to get used to Katina's puns, kind of. You start to get, like, you know, it's it's those things. And so I would, I would really seriously consider, uh, you know, if, if the thought was that character has has shuffled off and so let's re let's get somebody else from around the office and then now you've got to introduce that player to the crowd again and, and get the audience familiar with them again and um i, th I think that that would kind of be a step back or yeah. two so i mean at the same time life is life and reality is reality mm -hmm. so anytime something happens these are pros they will assess and see you know if if someone can't make it because they're too busy doing the rest of their job that no matter what we might like to do, stuff has to go forward. New people might join the company who would love to do this and don't have a chance two years from now if the show goes on that long. So we're not saying we promise we will never, ever, ever change the staff. Just we won't automatically do it. Yeah. It won't be because someone just died randomly. It's like, nope, get out. <laughs> Take your stuff and go. You have a week to find a that new player and get more art. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a serious problem. All right, uh, let's go over here. Okay, um, it's sort of actually something that came to my mind considering when Quinn was talking about, um, or sorry, when Owen was talking about Quundle as a celestial sorcerer. We're in Razmir. And all hell the living God, but there are things about Razmir that had mechanics designed for them in first edition. Now with sorcerers able to manifest divine magic just Ooh. from their bloodline, how does the faith of Razimir try to recruit and utilize these individuals? Well, uh, you know, the faith of Razmir. Repeat the question. Uh, the, the question is how does, how does uh, Razmir, the Razmirian faith, uh, ad adapt and adjust to a world wherein there are divine sorcerers and uh, and other uh, other changes to the way magic works, and to some extent, and I I, I don't want to give away too much, uh, but but I will say this: Rasmir offers power and prosperity, or peace and prosperity to all. <laughs> so if there are divine sorcerers who wish to join Rasmir's faith, all are welcome at the table. They are free to come and sup upon Rasmir's bounty. And by the way, every time he says sup, I wince. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, sorry, I slipped into a, a little bit of uh, vocar there. It's a vocalization. Yeah, that's right. Tongues are not allowed. Burn him. No, uh, You're going to punish me? Uh, so, so, yeah, I think, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's all a house of cards. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, how they work with that is how they work with everything. It's all about control and subversion. So, um, you know, I... I uh, uh, it, uh, I don't want to say any more. Can I, can I do a shorter answer? Sure. Same way they used to with bards, because they can heal. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, fair enough. Certainly can. Uh, so, uh, yeah, let's go uh, Twitch. A question for Katina. Does she anticipate reprisal from her mentor for stealing his spellbook, or has her concern of that incident subsided? Um. Repeat the question. Yeah, so basically, is is Micah afraid that she's gonna. That her master is going to come. She's track gonna her down. get got? Yeah. <laughs> or she, yeah, uh, she. I mean, she stole a spellbook, so. She's carrying it with her and is terrified that he's going to try and find her because, I mean, he might have ways, he might know people, he... Well, it's good that you're not carrying an object that he knows intimately and can use yeah. tracking spells on or anything, it's so totally, that's fine. Yeah, that's it's totally fine. Tra- tracking spells. <laughs> yeah, because um, she doesn't really know the full extent of what he can do. Like, she knows that she needed to leave, but it's definitely a possibility that he's going to... I mean, he's definitely mad. <laughs> so uh, she's not sure how that's going to manifest, though. So because it's a it's a big book. Like it's it's it's, it's a. Liz Court made this for me. Awesome. Um, and I like to think that Micah tried to kind of decorate it to make it a little bit. <laughs> you more bedazzled sparkly. the Necronomicon. <laughs> He's gonna be really pissed. Oh, hail the fabulous Cthulhu! This is now the Blingonomicon. The Blingonomicon. Get on that. I'll allow it. (laughs) So yeah, she's real scared, but she needed to leave, and she's got her friend, so she's just kind of hoping things are gonna work out for her. Yeah, you know, I was I was really excited to do this episode uh, here at PaisoCon just because I wanted to do the the hours leading up to them getting onto the boat. We we started kind of in the middle of a story, uh, and which was very intentional, right? I wanted it to be this is the moment where all four of them are thrust together. That's when their story starts. But I couldn't turn down an opportunity to be like, let me tell you what happened an hour or two hours before that. And, and like, the fact that you missed seeing Zell's brother, <laughs> like, like, it couldn't have gone better. Uh, the fact that we now know why Quandel's cloak was so filthy. Um, yeah, no, it, 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 it all worked out great. So, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. More questions? Uh, it's kind of bottom of the barrel. Uh, that's fine. For Owen, are magic turnips or pickles more useful? <laughs> yes, magic pickles or turnips are more useful. The question was, are magic pickles or turnips more useful? Um, when you pickle a turnip, you have a pickle. So saying a pickle is like saying a food, a weapon. That is an extremely broad category. Quendel, as an expert in, in pickleomancy, uh, is well aware that there are medicinal pickles, there are eating pickles, there are preservative pickles, there are antiseptic pickles. Now he's currently, and I'm not going to talk about all the potential pickle problems in the upcoming episodes, but you know, it, it, we've already had the episodes where he was sending them out, do you need anything? Pickling material. I need, you, the, there's most of my You're stuff sank. Yeah, I'm going to run out of pickles at some point, which is a whole host of problems. So, But I, I do, I literally and can be confirmed here by by Sarah, right? I've got a list of what pickles I've got, and it's oh it's getting low. <laughs> I'll take any pickle in a storm. All right. Does anybody have any uh, any last questions? No. Are any of you planning on multiclassing? 
So the question is, are any of you planning on multi-classing? Sarah? Um, I'm not at this point because I can see what's coming up in the Redeemer and I would like to try that out. <laughs> Gabe? Oh no, rogue rogue all the way. Nice. Katina? Team rogue. Team rogue. Team rogue. Uh, I don't think so. I'm like not really sure how to do that. So the, the, the design team has made my life very difficult. When I made a, a second edition sorcerer for uh, Doomsday Dawn, yeah. I looked at all the sorcerer class options that I could take and thought, eh, I don't really care about all these. I'll just take a whole bunch of paladin. Yeah, uh, that was a very effective build, and so when I made Quindle, I was like, "Well, I'm not going to like any of the sorcerer options. I'll just take a whole bunch of wait. They changed these." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, oh, oh, this is much more interesting than it used to be. So, so for those of you not familiar with it, the way multi-classing works in the new edition is uh, instead of just uh, you know changing from one class to another, you instead uh, spend your class feats that you get every other level starting at second on a multi-class archetype and you just start sinking your feats into that which gives you the powers of the other class um so you don't have to abandon the cool things uh that are in your main tree you just won't get as many feat choices because you're spending those feats which are ways to optimize your character within its path on a different path so uh it, it really just comes down to like looking at the the feats that are on your list and deciding is this more of what I want my character to be, or is there something else I want to bring into the fold? So, so the, the other thing the design team has done that makes my life difficult is there's some really cool stuff in Bard that matches my narrative <laughs> about having a mystery and wanting to go hunting to find the solution. Um, we're not second yet, which is the first point at which I would have to make that decision. Um, I am, it depends on how I'm feeling each day on whether I think, I've, I've literally started looking at making another character sheet, and I'm like, yeah, I should, no, I should... For me, good game design is frequently about interesting choices. So one of the things that made me know I was going to enjoy this edition is I'm trying to figure out, for this same character concept, which of these cool thematic appropriate things do I want? Which even means when I come back and play another character like Quundle someday, maybe, he won't necessarily be exactly like this. Two dwarven fighters can end up being very, very different, which isn't true in every version of our game. Yeah. All right. Yes. one more? Yeah, let's um, take one more. Will we see a separate website for the Oblivion Oath stream? <laughs> the question was, will we see a separate website for the Oblivion Oath stream? Well, it sure well, would be real interesting <laughs> if someone had already bought OblivionOath.com. <laughs> absolutely would. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, 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 we don't have any plans for doing uh, its own website just yet. Um, we're still, I mean, like we've only aired seven episodes. Um, you know, uh, episodes 8 and 9 are in the can. Uh, we'll be back live for episode 10 on June 20th. Um, so I, it feels a little early right now, but maybe not. I, I don't know, right? Maybe having a, having a website up where people can see the art and read about the characters and get quick links to all the episodes might be a useful thing. Um, I think, you know, this is one of those things that, you know, if, if folks tell us it's something that would be really useful for, for them and their viewing of the show, We'll find a way to do it. Yeah, I'd call that phase two. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I, yeah, two. Well, I, I think that is really interesting. Something to talk about, uh, you know, in terms of the show is is we're we're so early right now. Like we were almost not even going to do this here at Crisoscom because it, it felt so early that we were like, is anybody even going to show up? Is anybody going to want to watch? So thank, thank you for and, showing and, up. And thank you for showing up. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, because we are we are a brand new show and we're we're still learning our way and, and feeling things out. 
I think there comes a point where we go, okay, now we're building an audience, right? You know, it, we kind of got our initial audience. You know, you, you, you contract a little as people uh, watch the show, and some people decide it's for them, some people don't. Uh, but we've hit that point now where we got a very nice core of fans that are very dedicated. I can't tell you how many times here at PaizoCon already I've had people come up and tell me how much they enjoy Oblivion. Yeah, and 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 that's really crazy. I wasn't I wasn't quite expecting that. I was I was literally kind of terrified that it was going to be like, what's that? Um, <laughs> but but uh, you know, uh, I think there will come a phase of this where we want to add more. To it, to, to to give folks more and give people a better insight into uh, how this whole thing happens. There may even come a point in time far in the future where I start releasing some of my my personal GM notes about how some of this happened. Uh, but uh, but we have to wait until the plot's resolved well, before some of that stuff can happen. And right? a lot of that stuff will come out at Oblivion Con. Yeah. <laughs> Do not drop another convention on me. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. It's fine. <laughs> you are not seeing the expression at this end of the table. <laughs> you took the good first show, right? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Do you want it to be like right before or after Gen Con? <laughs> or like, you know. Oh, right before or after Gen yeah. Con. That's before <laughs> and after. Oh, yeah, perfect. no. It, it's the same time, but in a different city. So we have perfect. to jet back and forth between uh, that and Gen Con. Let's make it as hard as possible. Also, there's the Twitter, the, the Oblivion of Twitter. Oh yeah, that's mine. That's yeah. I, I, there's technically an Oblivion Oath Twitter account called uh, PF Oblivion Oath because someone else has Oblivion Oath as their name on Twitter already. Puflibian Oath. Uh, it's P uh, <laughs> Pathfinder. Right, but Puflibian Oath. It's German. It's like pterodactyl. Yeah, no, it's, it's fine. Uh, uh, but yeah, you know, so we have some ways that we're getting news out. I, I haven't really been pushing it or doing too much with it, but I, I grabbed it on day one just to make sure I had one. Uh, I think we had one more question here in the audience before before we uh, before we call it. Yeah, I was just realizing that um, you uh, you may have talked about this on stream actually, but there um, you are setting this story uh, kind of at the precipice of the settings like moment in time between Pathfinder One Inner Sea kind of canon yeah. and the emergence of the new material, right? Yes. So I'm just imagining that like the storyline runs forward into this new setting. And does that is that an interest is, is there anything interesting to say about that or is it or is there something you're watching out for? So <laughs> I'm reading Tyler's so, grasp right now. So, so the the so, question yeah. the question was yeah. uh, you know, uh, with this game set in the modern now of the campaign, yeah. uh, how has that impacted the story? What have we been doing yeah. to yeah. Um, what have we been doing to play with that? And and I will say this, uh, you are correct. Obviously, we, we have it set currently in forty seven nineteen. Okay, so it is it is in that moment. Uh, it is taking place during the events of the Tyrant's Grasp adventure path. Um, so I, I did mention in one of the early streams that there are rumors of bad things having happened in Rosslar's coffer. Um, I, I didn't want to give any spoilers for anybody who might be playing that, so we're kind of avoiding some of that at least in the short term. Uh, there will come a point in time where probably just due to circumstances and the players talking about things or asking about things and time advancing, where some of that is going to end up being kind of a spoiler for, for Tyrant's <laughs> Grasp. I, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to avoid it forever, right. uh, mainly because the events of that adventure path are so visible. <laughs> um, so I, I don't want to give any spoilers, but suffice to say it's called Tyrant's Grasp. It's, it's spooky, spooky stuff. And, uh, you know, but they've left Last Wall. 
So, you know, uh, they're over in the happy, friendly uh, country to the, to the east. All hail. Um, so, you know, uh, they're, they're far away from the danger. So I'm sure it's all fine. Uh, but yeah, no, I am playing with it, right? I mean, that's very intentional, actually. One of the very earliest meetings I had was with uh, Mark Morland, who's our main continuity editor. And I just sat down with him and ran him and the folks working on the Tyrant's Grasp AP at the time through the basic... Uh, bits of the plot line, no pressing them for information. Uh, and uh, and I just kind of walked through it with them to find out, you know, hey, what can I do? Can I do this? Can I do that? Is it okay if I play with this part? I, I want to mention this. This is where we're at timeline-wise. You know, what can I do? And as time advances and as things move along, uh, yeah, the, the events will unfold. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out and how it interacts with the story is kind of still an open question. All right. All right. Well, I think that just about does it. I, I want to thank you all for coming. Uh, yeah, we really you. do appreciate it. Thank, yeah. you for, thank, you. thank you for coming. Thank you for coming.